This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's going to happen tonight? What's going to happen? We're going to whoop their What's up, y'all? Welcome on into the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. Wes Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio. And as you can tell by the truncated version of this, of this intro, we got a breaking news edition of the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. Let's go across town to that home daycare center that Ryan Callahan calls home and ask Ryan why we're having another one of these breaking news podcasts. Ryan, I'm guessing since you're here, the people can probably figure out that it's recruiting. But tell the people why we're here. Yeah, Tennessee has made... Yet another addition to its 2022 recruiting class, uh, continuing what has definitely been a trend recently. We thought this might be a pretty big month for Tennessee, and it has been so far. And on Saturday, uh, they added offensive lineman Maurice Clipper Jr. uh, of Milton High School down in the Atlanta area, uh, a guy that Tennessee has been targeting for a a while now and uh, really had emerged as one of their top offensive line targets uh, over the past few months. And a guy Tennessee sort of, Set its sights on, got on campus multiple times. He actually came up for the uh, for the spring-ending orange and white game back in late April with a couple of teammates that, that we'll probably discuss in a minute. And uh, and and on that visit, you know, I think by, by the time he visited, I think it was pretty high on Tennessee. Certainly came away from that visit impressed, and and Tennessee just continued to uh, to emerge as one of the teams to beat from there. And then hosted him on official visit last month and uh, beat out. Uh, I think ultimately Louisville and Virginia Tech were probably the main competition, but Georgia, Alabama, some other good offers uh, that you know, were schools in at least in the picture for him. Uh, so another another nice pickup here for Tennessee and, and a guy that we thought was kind of trending Tennessee's way coming off that big weekend of official visits at the end of last month. And now Tennessee again showing it concealed the deal with those guys and picking up yet another commitment here in the first two weeks of July. Yeah, and quickly, before we get going on this, I'll just throw out a quick reminder. I I mentioned this in the most recent podcast that we did, but um, I had a a procedure done on my nose uh, to to fix a deviated septum. And so my voice for the next couple weeks is probably going to sound a little worse than usual. And then hopefully after that, it will sound better than it did before. Um, But, you know, so... So if you hear me kind of wondering what's going on with my voice there, it sounds like a cold, that's what it is. Uh, so we're going to get through this for the next couple of weeks. Um, but, you know, the fact that we're doing this podcast is good news for Tennessee because that means the Vols have continued rolling in recruiting, Ryan, as you mentioned, big month. And, and this kid, you know, Mo Clipper, I look at this size, you know, I, I like that. I like the fact that, you know, he, he's at that that kind of good size where maybe he could stay at tackle, maybe he could play inside if he needed to. I like some of those offers. I like some of the film. He looks like, for his size, a, a pretty good athlete. And, and and I would think if you're Tennessee right now, if you're getting a commitment from a, an offensive lineman that, that Georgia and Alabama were even considering a little bit, you know, much less offering, I think that's good news for Tennessee. Yeah, I, I think this is, again, kind of like we talked about with uh, with Squirrel White just uh, a few days ago, Tennessee getting uh, the, the the speedy slot receiver from Alabama. 
he was a guy that had offers from Alabama, Auburn, Georgia, Florida State, Michigan, Ole Miss, uh, a bunch of schools that, that he'd gotten all since the spring, essentially. So uh, when you look at that, uh, you look at a guy like Mo Clipper. These are the types of players you want to be recruiting, uh, especially when you're going through a tough time like Tennessee has been this year, uh, when when it's not easy to go out and win a lot of big-time recruiting battles. You you want to be able to recruit guys who I think are 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 not not only quality players, but you know f- certainly for the perception's sake, if nothing else, you you want to feel like you're getting players that other other teams see the same thing you do, just to to sort of you know verify that evaluation. But I think clearly this is a guy that is well-respected throughout the state of Georgia, seen as a, a, a good prospect and plays in a good program there at Milton uh, that's produced a couple of Tennessee players in the in the past several years. Uh, you know, Trayvon Polk, the former running back, uh, Corte Sapp, the former linebacker, both came from Milton. Uh, so so clearly a school of Tennessee's previous staffs have recruited uh, quite a bit, and Tennessee will continue to recruit there, obviously. So uh, good to get a guy like that from this type of program. And, and, you know, again, just an athletic guy, like you said, that uh, has, has the build that could allow him to play tackle or potentially guard uh, at, at the next level. But I think Tennessee sees him as being athletic enough to, to maybe stay at tackle despite being only 6'4". You know, usually that's a position where you want some, some pretty good height and length. And I think he's a long enough guy at 6'4 that the tackle is a realistic option. So that, that's, a, that, that's a plus there with that being such a big need for Tennessee. And, and, and yeah, again, just to a quality player that that some other programs, some other major programs clearly saw the same thing Tennessee did. And, and the Vols made him a pretty, pretty high priority early on this year. And, and again, getting their guy. So I think these are the types of recruiting battles you want to win in a year like this, where it's just not going to be you know, necessarily easy to go out and get top 100 types of players. You want these types of guys that you feel can play at the SEC level and, and the other programs clearly agree with you on that. Yeah, I'm glad that you that you sort of checked me on that a little bit, Ryan, because I, it's important to note that just because another program, whether it's a Georgia, Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, whatever, is interested in your player doesn't mean that automatically makes him a better player. I think Tennessee's evaluation of the individual player is certainly more important than who else is interested in the player. However, I think it's also important to note that you know if other programs of a, of a pretty elite caliber are looking at a player, there's probably a reason for that. He's probably a pretty good player. So I think that's good because we all know the situation Tennessee's in. We all know the challenges Tennessee is facing right now from, from different ways. And to go out there and still be able to get some pretty solid prospects like this, I, I think the staff deserves some credit. I think they have started to get the ball rolling a little bit, as you said, Ryan, because we, we wondered going into June – you know, would they kind of set a – they may not catch fire then, but, but could they kind of set a foundation to get some stuff going later in the summer? And it looks like they're doing that now. They are. And, and you know, results make everybody feel better about things, obviously. And, and it, you know, it wasn't surprising to me to see this be a slower building class for Tennessee, but it's it's also not surprising to me that we're, that we're now seeing Tennessee get up to 10 commitments uh, already by the – you know, before the middle of July. That's – uh, that, that's the kind of thing that you see happen most years. And it, it was only natural that Tennessee was going to finally make some progress on, on really building up the numbers in this class once it was able to get players on campus starting June 1st. It's, you know, we, we've, we've covered it multiple times, but it really is hard to overstate how much of a big deal that was for Tennessee to, to not be able to host visitors for the first few months under the new staff and then to finally get those players in front of this coaching staff, you know, Pretty much everyone we've spoken with has really enjoyed spending time with Josh Heupel's staff and 
has had good things to say about their visits to Tennessee. So that I, I, you know, this is the time of year for commitments anyway. A lot of players target making summer decisions before turning their attention to their senior seasons and things like that. So it's a, it's a popular time of year for a player to announce a decision anyway, but especially in a year like this where visits were on hold until June 1st. So many players, I think, were waiting to go out, see what their options were during the month of June. And then once they did that, especially with Tennessee having a new staff, not surprising that we're seeing Tennessee now close the deal on some of those guys. So uh, it, it's a nice pickup. And, and, yeah, just a continuation of the trend that we're seeing where Tennessee is really – you know, starting to get some momentum in this class. And, and you know, I think, I think still still probably not done for this month. Uh, we'll, we'll get into that more later, but I, I think Tennessee still has has kind of set the table to where it's it's got a chance to land a few more guys by the end of the summer. And this is a, a nice start, but certainly not all that I think they will accomplish by the end of July. Yeah, and in terms of the the sort of – it's always a silly question, but, but sort of the, the solidity of, of this commitment, uh, because this is a situation where maybe you wonder if a program like Georgia – Maybe they've got a couple guys on the OL board who are a little higher. They don't get them. They come back and they circle around to this kid, or he has a big fall and they try to get in there then. Do, do you think that Tennessee would need to be concerned about that? Or, or from what you know about this kid, from what you know about his recruitment, do you think he, there's a pretty good chance he ends up at Tennessee? Well, you never say never. It is, it is true. That should say that, yes. You, you never, you never yeah. ever, ever say never. Sure. And, and so, uh, you know, again, with him being in, in Georgia, in Georgia's backyard or uh, just in the SEC footprint in general, or you know, Clemson's backyard. You know, any number of teams in the SEC could uh, could certainly shake things up with an offer. Uh, so, so you never rule out that possibility. But I, I think he feels pretty good about Tennessee to the point that I, I, I would not say there's any reason today to think this is likely to be a a shaky commitment down the road. I, I think you know, again, he's made multiple trips to Tennessee already. Uh, it's, it's a pretty close drive, a pretty short drive for his family to make to. Uh, to Knoxville to see him and for him to go back home anytime. So uh, a lot to like about that. And then I, I think he's, he feels a pretty good comfort level with the staff and they've, they've made him a priority from the start. You know, I, I think that that matters to a lot of kids too. Some, you know, you see it sometimes that, uh, you know, we saw, we saw Travis Etienne uh, uh, that went to Clemson at Louisiana a few years ago, Tennessee, uh, you know, was heavily involved with him. LSU came calling at the end and everyone thought, you know, home state school, He's going to end up there, but it was it was too late for LSU by that point. He, he ended up kind of choosing more between Tennessee, Clemson, and you know LSU was in it, but I don't think that was ever really a, a, a contender there at the end. So you see that sometimes where being in there early matters, and, and in this case, you know I think loyalty to Tennessee certainly could help there because Tennessee has been on Mo Clipper for a long time and, and has made him a pretty big priority. So only time will tell on that on that, but it's I, I think it's a situation that looks pretty good for Tennessee right now and. You know, again, this they've they've kind of gradually been building this offensive line class. This is a nice pickup considering how big of a need that is for this class for Tennessee. You know, not, most of their big needs are on defense, but offensive line is a pretty important one for this this class to to sort of rebuild the numbers there, get some more depth, and uh, and Mo Clipper a nice a nice addition because again he, he can give you some flexibility position wise and, and athletic enough to play tackle, which is a, is obviously a huge need for Tennessee just considering. How, how much healthier their numbers have looked at guard as opposed to tackle the last couple of years. And also good news for, for Tennessee, uh, considering this is a kid from the uh, Atlanta suburbs. Uh, I do not see Auburn anywhere along those around those 20 or so offers. So <laughs> maybe one less thing to worry about there. So uh, I, I kid, but uh, I, I seriously don't see Auburn in the mix there. So so that that is big. And, and like you said, I, I think it's important to note that this was this is a big time for Tennessee to get going. 
and this is a big time for Tennessee to kind of start. You know, Ryan, as you look at this, and we're going to tease this going into break because we got more to talk about in the second segment. But now that Tennessee's getting up into that sort of, you know, the double digit range there with commitments, you, you start to really almost start to hone in now on, okay, this is maybe what this class could look like more. You know, when, when you're sitting there at two, three, four, five commitments, it's really hard to sit there and figure out which direction a kind of a class is going. When you get to around double digits or so, maybe you can kind of start to see a little bit clearer picture, though. So let's go to break. Let's step away, pay some bills, listen to some products, services, in-house ads, and other fun things. And then we'll come back and talk about that and some other things here on the Go Balls 24-7 podcast. Hashtag ad. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, Roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to the Go Balls 24-7 podcast, brought to you by whatever products, services, and in-house ad you just heard a moment ago during that commercial break. West Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio. Ryan Callahan coming to you from his home daycare center across town, talking about Tennessee's newest commitment, the newest commitment to the Vols football recruiting class. That is offensive lineman Mo Clipper from Milton High School there in Alpharetta, Georgia. That's there in the northern Atlanta suburbs. Good program there, a lot of good football in that area. And this is a this is a nice, a nice commitment that Tennessee has added to the class. Another offensive lineman we got plenty more to talk about in this second segment before we do that though really quickly guys quick reminder if you could take about 90 seconds out of your day right now and go in there and, and please whether you know if you're just listening on the on the site or, or on the website hey man that's fine we, we love you everything's good but if you could go in there and whether you're listening on you know apple podcast spotify iheart tune in stitcher Anywhere in the world you can cast the fine pod, you can find this very Go Vols 24-7 podcast. Please go in there and hit the subscribe button. Please rate and review this podcast. We do this for free, and we're happy to do it. We really are. But the only thing that we ask is that you go in there, rate and review and subscribe, and help other people find this podcast. And you know what? If you're sitting there around, a, you know, the, the world's opening up a little bit more now. We can go do more things. You know, COVID, the, the situation clearing up in most of the country in a lot of ways, in good ways. Um, you know, you're, you're sitting around more people. So go in there and talk to them and tell them about this podcast. If they're Tennessee fans, let them know about it. We can keep growing this thing, guys. We've grown it a lot over the past couple of years, and we really want to keep doing that. So please, please remind your friends and family, everybody like that, please go in there, do everything you can to get in there and listen to this podcast. Hit that subscribe button, rate, and review. Ryan, we, we got a few more things 
to discuss here. And I want to talk about Tennessee's class in general. But before we do that, we always have to ask about the numbers. And we laugh about this every time because, Ryan, where are the numbers? Exactly who's going where? Exactly who's going to sign? Exactly how many at each position? Generally speaking, though, with the offensive linemen, do you think this is something that is, you know, how many more guys do you see that they could potentially take in this class? I know it's a fluid number, but give us a ballpark if you could. Yeah, this gives you, this gives Tennessee three offensive line commitments. They uh, they added uh, Brian Grant earlier this year, uh, the athletic uh, tackle from from Florida that was sort of a an unknown under the radar type uh, from the from the Panhandle there in uh, Fort Walton Beach. And you know his stock has risen, I think, over the past month or two. He he went to a couple camps, Florida State and Clemson in particular, and Florida State offered him after seeing him in person. So that's one that's looking even better. But that's a a lengthy raw uh, tackle with a lot of upside. I think that Tennessee is still pretty excited about. So you, you have that, you have, have that to kind of uh, build the class around. And then they've added since then uh, just here recently, Messiah Reddick from Detroit, uh, giving them a guard uh, most likely that, you know, may, may be athletic enough that if he drops a few pounds, he can move back to tackle in a pinch, but most likely a guard. And then uh, now Mo Clipper, a guy that we talked about could maybe play, either guard or tackle. So you've got, uh, got some options there and, and three guys in the class. I, I, I think with this being such a big need for Tennessee this year, I think you're likely to see them at least take one more on the offensive line. So uh, we, we've seen some other options uh, fall off the board, but uh, one pretty big name still out there for Tennessee, Addison Nichols, another guy from the Atlanta area, greater Atlanta Christian school in Norcross, Georgia, uh, and a guy with multiple ties to Tennessee. You know, his mother went to Tennessee, his grandparents, live in Knoxville and have been big, big Tennessee fans for years. Um, so he spent a lot of time in Knoxville growing up, certainly feels very comfortable at Tennessee. That's been a big time battle with, you know, Ohio state, Georgia, Florida, USC uh, being the other contenders right now, but that, he's looking to make a decision sometime before his season, maybe more toward August, but that's certainly the big one still to watch. And then there's maybe a scenario where Tennessee could squeeze in a fifth offensive lineman if the right guy is out there and if the numbers work out elsewhere, but, that's such a big need. I think they at least want to take one more. You know, Nichols would be another guy that if Tennessee could get him, he's he's just outside the top 100 nationally. So obviously he would matter a lot for perception's sake, but would give them more positional versatility there if they could get him because he could play much like Mo Clipper, tackle, guard, maybe even center. Uh, a big guy with you know around 315, 320 pounds now that can kind of play across the offensive line. So we'll we'll, we'll see where Tennessee goes in that last spot. Certainly Nichols among the priorities left on the board. Uh, but Tennessee not done yet there. And I think at least adding one more potentially two, but you know, right now probably unlikely, but definitely what they want to at least add one more. I think now that they've got Mo Clipper on board. And, and Ryan, now that, that this class is starting to, to kind of get up there in that, that double digit area in terms of number of commitments overall and things, it, it just speaking sort of globally about this class, where, from, from where Josh Heupel and his staff were, from when they got to town, from the work they've had to do so far, to getting to this, this class to this point where it is right now. And we're not talking about the future. We'll talk about that before we get out of here. But speaking right now, how, how I don't want to say great it because that, that can be tough, but overall what are your thoughts on sort of the work they've done to get to this point? What do you think about this class so far? You know, it, it's, it's a solid class so far. They, they've, they've met a number of needs already or, or certainly gone long, a long way toward addressing some, some important needs. You know, got their quarterback. That was a big step, obviously, always is for any class, but especially for this class, knowing what this staff's strength is offensively, uh, that they want to throw the ball around. Getting Taven Jackson there as kind of the headliner of the class this spring was a big deal. 
Um, you know, again, taking a big step toward addressing the offensive line with three guys already in the class, a big deal. Still got a lot of work to do, though, across the board. And you would expect that still with only 10 commitments. You know, obviously that means the class is likely less than half full at this point. So uh, a lot more work to do. You know, they've got their tight end. They're potentially done at running back, depending on whether anything happens uh, with, with one of their, you know, just obvious top targets. You know, Branson Robinson is still out there, but Georgia thought to be the favorite for him. So we'll, we'll see if anything changes there or if Tennessee can land anybody else if you know someone like Dallin Hayden comes back into the picture but otherwise maybe done at running back you know certainly still have more work to do at receiver and what we'll see we'll see how that goes uh, in, in the coming weeks I think there's some guys they could they could add to to go along with squirrel white by the end of the summer uh, and, and on defense you know that those are where the big needs are in this class got got a couple defensive linemen already uh, you know need, need to add some linebacker help. And, and certainly the secondary is the big need that's sort of glaring where you, you still need plenty more help, uh, really haven't gotten started at that position yet. So uh, got, got to do plenty more work there and, and maybe continue to add more names to the board with some guys recently having committed. So they're off to a solid start. Uh, when you look at what Tennessee's done in state, I think that's, that's obviously a big part of how this class will be evaluated in the end that they've got to get more guys in state. I think for people to feel better about this class, only one, in-state commitment so far and that's elijah herring the linebacker from riverdale high school in murfreesboro if you know a few big names still out there in state cameron miller and, and isaiah horton the four-star wide receivers that tennessee has a real shot at, at getting both of those guys you know certainly at least one is a very good possibility for tennessee caden pope another in-state receiver target we'll, we'll see if anybody else comes back into play but you know looks like it's going to be a smaller in-state class than we would have expected but how small it is will certainly go a long way toward determining just how people view this this class overall. I think with it being such a strong year in Tennessee, it is going to be tough, I think, for a lot of Tennessee fans to see some potentially very quality players uh, leaving the state. That's already happened with some guys, and we'll see, you know, Walter Nolan named a top five on Friday. That includes Tennessee. Maybe the Vols pull the upset there in the long run. We'll, we'll see how that one plays out. But still some big names out there, but I think you need to get a few more in-state wins even in a tough year for Tennessee fans to feel pretty good. But uh, I think overall they've done a solid job for the most part. Hey, you never know if you're selling recruiting time or if you're selling early playing time in recruiting right now, that's uh, Tennessee's a pretty good opportunity for that. So, so maybe, maybe that's the right pitch there for a couple of guys. Well, we will see. Well, and, and the NIL stuff, let's, you know, we, we've kind of touched on this before, but with name, image and likeness being such a big story recently, uh, certainly in state as Tennessee continues to fight those battles. I think that's something that Tennessee really can sell to in-state players uh, have an effective pitch on that and, and, and kind of contrast that with the player going out of state and how much, how much more of an opportunity Tennessee might have uh, for, for players to sell themselves to, you know, places in their hometowns in state or whatever it may be. That, that certainly is something that gives Tennessee at least a little bit of a leg up with in-state players. And as you said, with, with almost anybody they're recruiting, they can certainly sell early playing time right now, given where the, the roster is. So I think you can, yeah, there, there's there's some effective pitches this staff still has to offer, but just still got to that, that NCAA cloud. It, it, it throws uncertainty in there. Once Tennessee gets into a top three or top five, where other schools kind of know Tennessee's in the mix, it, it's it's only natural that's going to come up from other schools, and other schools get to fill in the blanks on what Tennessee might be facing in terms of penalties. So until that situation is resolved, it, it's going to be an obstacle for Tennessee. But but they're doing the best they can in the meantime, and I think they've obviously made some progress with some guys and built strong enough relationships that they've clearly been able to overcome that with some good players. And in, in terms of just what's coming next, Ryan, I know that 
you know, it's hard to get down specifics or anything, but but this time of year, surprises do pop up, but there are some things that we know or that we strongly suspect anyway. Any any, any big things coming up in the next few days, maybe in the next week or two? What, what's next on the horizon? What do people need to have their eyes out for? Yeah, I think there are still some other in-state players that uh, who could come off the board uh, or, or other players who could come off the board soon. Uh, you know, we mentioned Cameron Miller and Isaiah Horton, the two four-star wide receiver targets in-state. I think those two in particular – uh, certainly plan to make decisions by at least early August. And, and I think there's a chance both could make July decisions by the time it's all said and done. I certainly think Cameron Miller will, will make a decision sometime in July and it could be sooner rather than later. Uh, Caleb Perry, a linebacker target from Kentucky. You know, he's continued to talk, to talk about making a July decision. Uh, certainly uh, worth keeping an eye on over the next couple of weeks. Uh, probably not imminent with him, but, but could be getting closer to something uh, by at least the end of the month. And then, uh, Addison Nichols, we talked about him earlier. He, he's certainly a big name still out there who wants to make a decision before his senior season. It's just a matter of whether it's this month or sometime in August. I think that one may be trending a little bit more toward August, but either way, you know, getting closer to a decision. So that's certainly one worth watching as Tennessee looks to, to, to start to finish off that offensive line class. That's certainly the big name to watch. So those are, those are a few worth watching, but certainly not the only ones. And, and Tennessee's still battling for some other guys who, who always could end up announcing by the end of the summer. So uh, plenty more to, to, to track, and, and it still could be a, a, a pretty good rest of the month for Tennessee if things go the way they, uh, they would like them to over the next few weeks. You know, I think that almost sounds optimistic, Ryan. Should we end on that note? I, I, that's probably a good place to leave it, yeah. I think we'll do that, Ryan. Thanks for joining us, man. Absolutely. Thank you. And there's the button. Thank you all for listening, guys. We appreciate it. We always do. You can find all of us on social media. I'm Wes Rucker 24-7 on Twitter. Ryan Callahan is Ryan Callahan 24-7 on Twitter. Patrick Brown is P. Brown 24-7 on Twitter. And Grant Ramey is Grant Ramey on Twitter. If you want Tennessee news, nothing else in that Twitter feed, no personal news of any kind, just all business, all vols, go get that all the time at twitter.com slash govols 24-7. You can also go to facebook.com slash govols 24-7, and that page is updated around the clock all day long with all sorts of good stuff. Not only, not just Tennessee stuff on there, but things we think Tennessee fans would be interested in. A lot of good stuff there at facebook.com slash govols 24-7. But if you want the best, most delicious East Tennessee Mountain Spring water just right from the tap, go get that at GoVols247.com, the best site on all of Al Gore's internets to get coverage of Tennessee football, football recruiting, basketball, basketball recruiting, Tennessee baseball, Lady Vols coverage, where Maria Cornelius does an excellent job covering all things Lady Vols for us. we got two forums that run around the clock all day long. It's called 24-7 for a reason. You can go to the Checkerboard and the Summit, and uh, as long as it's not political or religious in nature, you can talk about anything you want all day long on there with Tennessee fans from across the world. Tennessee fans, you know that, that they're across the world, so, so just about at any time of the day you can't sleep go to goballs247.com open up the checkerboard someone will be on there discussing things and keeping things interesting so we'll get to that and you can get all of that all of that for the low low price of less than one mediocre lunch per month that's it less than one mediocre lunch per month and if you pay us that ridiculously low rate already, you get access in perpetuity to Paramount Plus, which used to be CBS All Access, and now it's Paramount Plus. That gives you so many things that I've mentioned in so many episodes. Let's put it this way. It's a full streaming service, commercial-free, $100-plus annual value in your pocket that we will give you for free as long as you are a member with us, paying us at GoVols247.com, which is less than one mediocre lunch a month. So go check us out. Go to GoVols247.com. If nothing else, guys, you should hear from us early early next week unless there's some big breaking news before then. Um, but uh, if there's no big breaking news before then, just uh, be good to each other. 
and uh, let's let's get through this, guys. It's almost football time. Let's try to get excited about it. See you.